Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another episode of Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. We're a Hurt Ass production, where if you like this episode or any other, hit that like, share, thumbs up, whatever you do to get it across social media, you're not going to want to miss out on this one. To my far left, I got Coach Hepburn of Nebraska Hoops Elite here locally, who is always giving back to all the high school, local kids, programs, beyond. Then two in the middle here, we got Mr. Heem, Raheem, whatever you want to yes, say, Brizadine from Christian Community College Bible. Man, welcome to the show. And for you that don't know, you're going to know. Your story's unique, but it's stuff that has to get out there because people lose confidence. They lose hope. They lose faith in what and who they are. Welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me. This guy right here, if you don't know, man, I surprised him. He had no idea. And I think that to me means more than anything else. The story is what it is, but the connection is what it's about. Coach Hepburn, we'll start with you. You know Raheem from a young age. Absolutely. What's your first remembrance of, of him when you met this little guy about 10 years old. Man, man, trailblazer days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those blues. Yes, got the, indeed, the trailblazer Got the North days. Carolina blues on. Indeed, indeed. We battled. We battled on the floor. You know what I mean? I had a great uh, program, great coach, you know, great teammates, and he was a great player as well, too. Um, we, we used to battle. We used to go to it, you know what I mean? Every time. And it was always the thing that was unique about it. There are some teams that you battle with, and, you know, you leave the court, and you got a little shoulder bump, little chin check, you know, to the uh to the uh the opposing team those coach you know but it's always love afterwards but with them it was just different there was always chemistry you know it was always chemistry it was always you know sit and talk for a little bit you know um my sons and the rest of our team always kind of had you know some type of connection with the players as well too so you know that memory was just um you know a ton of energy on the court um disrupting the things that we were trying to do, you know, still had that little wet jumper back in the day as well. Too. So, you know, um, always, always some, uh, some difficulties, you know, planning against that. But, you know, the, the, the big thing that really always stood out to me and, you know, I know we'll tap into this a little bit later was just the, the and you mentioned it, the self-confidence, you know, um, the self-promotion, uh, the belief in, you know, the dream and what he wanted to do. And, you know, from a young age, you just kind of saw that, and, you know, I was always more outside looking in, you know, when we came across each other's always love, we always sat, chopped it up, talked for a little bit, you know, but we didn't have the typical dynamic that I have with a lot of players in terms of, you know, constant training, you know, constant um, coaching, you know, uh, within within the program. But, you know, there were those times, you know, uh, on the court and, you know, getting some skill work in and stuff like that. So those are some of the early memories, you know, that I have with Raheem. So. All right, Raheem. I brought in a special guest uh, host that I love having on my show. What did it mean to you when you heard this? And what did, what do you remember when you first met Coach Hep? Man, when I first found out, I was excited. I was, I was like, I was like, he was like, yeah, I brought in Hep. I'm like, Hep? He coming through? Okay, cool. Like, yeah, bring him through. Let's, no let's doubt, do this. No but uh, my first memories was just, man, all-star. All-star. <laughs> I remember just I remember yeah. just playing them at the Boys and Girls Club, North mm -hmm. Omaha Boys and Girls Club. If you know, you know. You know you Those Saturday mornings, That's I'm right. telling you. We, I just always remember playing them, and I used to hate. When I tell you I used to really did not like playing them, <laughs> Trey picking you up full court, and as soon as you get off Trey guarding you, you got to go back on defense and guard Chucky, shooting, <laughs> trying to shoot from – the 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 volleyball line it was it, it was it was tough it was tough and but like he said it was just always that competitiveness on both sides and then you know with 
everybody knew when the Trailblazers played the All-Stars, when we came out, we played each other, me, Jay, Ty, yes. Trey, you, you know, it was just always competitiveness. But every time we got off the court, it was always love. And like he said, every time we seen each other, we always chopped it up. No matter if we didn't see each other for years, it could be years that go by, mm-hmm. it'd be like we picked up like we never left off. So it was always love. So, yeah. Now we get to the main part. You played multi-sports before high school. What made your love in basketball over the other sports? Honestly, <laughs> my first couple of years playing football, I broke my arm twice. And then it was, <laughs> but both years in a row, broke my arm twice. And then my mom was kind of just like, uh, you got to make a decision. You, you can't keep. <laughs> you, you costing the budget a little more than the budget got. We off that. <laughs> Reality like, hit. Yeah, you, 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 you. You broke your arm two years in a row. You know, the first time I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you some grace. Second time, all right, now you, you're getting a little beside yourself. So right. you got to pick one. Which one are you going to stick with? Because we ain't going to be flipping and flopping because you ain't played basketball in two years. So you got to – so it was just kind of like – and I was like, man, well, I'm tired of my arm getting broken. So, hey, I might as well – I'm going to just stick with basketball. And it was just – and then, like, the love just continued to grow. When you look at your high school career, of course, there's four different stops for you. The first one – we chopped it up before Hep got here was the fact that we have a connection. He didn't even know that I was at Omaha South at this time. I was coaching football with Coach Fant, Chris Fant, because uh, he brought up names like Jay and and Ty. And I just told him yesterday, I saw the birthday boy, Jay. You know, I saw him on his birthday because he was out watching Westview and Papio South that I was at. And I said, your connection with me was more than you knew it would be. <laughs> and then we bring in Coach Hep, and that's like the sugar on the top going, okay, Already. I don't know this dude, but now I know this dude. <laughs> and that's what I love about the community when you're honest and when you're real about the sport and the athletes that are involved. And it's not about the politics side of it or where they come from, who they are. It's who they're presenting now. When you look back at your high school career, where did that go and where take us through the years as you oh. grew and, oh. and also the, the basketball experience, because no matter what anybody says, there's politics involved in high school basketball, sure. no matter what anybody says. Absolutely. Sometimes it is who, you know, and, and sometimes it is what school are you putting money towards? What are you going to do as a parent? Me? I, I got four kids. And the last thing I was going to do is pay out of my means hmm to a school to hope that my kids would get time. We could have stayed at a school. We decided to move them to a school that would challenge education first. If they got sports, they got sports. That's a bonus. What was that like for you uh, through your years? And and what's some of the things that you remember? How much time we got? We got, we got some time. We got some time. um, Nah, uh, coming out of middle school, it was kind of like, uh south was really you know approaching me and i was kind of like yeah this is where i want to go and then south was just coming off that year where they were like undefeated yeah and they were like top ranked in the country when they had yeah. monte noah yeah you know the uh boys. khalil carlon yeah and they, they were they were some of the best players ever come out the city so the McGarry, i got boy. a speeding <laughs> i just want to say i got a speeding ticket just to make it to state to watch them because we were coming back from vacation <laughs> driving from kansas city and i'm like we we making it to Lincoln. Oh, yeah. sure. We making it to <laughs> <For Lincoln>. sure. <laughs> no, was, no it was must see TV. Yeah, it was must see TV. Whenever they played, so it was kind of like a no brainer. It was like you know they have the reputation of you know, and then Chubbick being a great coach that he was, you know, and everything, and just in having Bruce as a as an assistant, having fan, it was just kind of like yeah, this this feels like home. So mm-hmm. I went there, but everybody knew I was undersized. So I really wasn't expecting to come in there and make such an impact and things like that. But it was just me going there, did good freshman year. You know, freshman year was pretty good. Played freshman aid, then got moved up to JV throughout the midway of the season. And then uh, coaching coaching staff changed. And then Fed left uh, South and was like, you know what, I'm going to Benson. And then I was kind of like getting pulled from both ends because I was kind of like, man, I do want to stay at South, but – you know, Coach Fan was the one that was really, he was coming over to my house. He was having, he was literally meeting with my parents. He was in, he was in, so it was kind of more of like a, a connection with us. So it was kind of like, okay, you know what? I'm going to follow you. And then my, you know, where our house was, it was right up the street from where we were living. You could see Benson from my house. So it was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to take you up on this. So, and my brother graduated from Benson, my older brother. And it was kind of like, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a see what's, I'm gonna see what's up with Benson. I go to Benson. Now, I want to tell you, I went to South. I'm a graduate of South. 
Benson is not South. <laughs> okay? It's not South, but go ahead. I went to Benson, and... Um, and it's no disrespect. No, no, just no, please disre- re- no disrespect please to the understand. buddies. No disrespect to the just buddies. Just please understand. It, it, it just it was, it was just wasn't it. It just wasn't... It just didn't... It just wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you feel like it's because... Did you feel like you had your self-identity by that time, or do you think you were still trying to discover... And there's multiple avenues you could have went at Benson. Honestly, I feel like I was kind of in the middle. I was really trying to discover. I was kind of like, you know what? I can play basketball, but it was still kind of a thing like that little man on my shoulder because I'm like, man, I'm still small. Mm. I, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of like, I really want to pursue this, but I'm seeing everybody hit their growth spurts. Mm. People not the same height as me no more. They they hitting 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Now, we sophomores now, they starting to, the body starting to fill out and they starting to get, you know what I'm saying, stronger and stuff like that. And I'm still like 5'5", 5'4", 150 pounds soaking wet. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to really figure it out. And then uh, I was just like, man, Benson, not for me. It just it just wasn't for me, and then did you even make it to the basketball season before you decided that? Uh uh, I just it was kind of like preseason and stuff like that, and I was just like, man, this just this isn't it. This is not this this ain't for me. And that's where things people don't understand. If you make that decision, then that season's gone. There's no coming back because you transfer, you can't play for a certain amount of time, all that stuff. Hepburn, you obviously know how kids go through this part of their part where they're. Undersized, younger age. I mean, you you've dealt with my own son. I mean, now the dude's almost six foot. But when you saw me, sure the heck wasn't six foot. Right, right. But of course, they lose the heart in competing because they're at that size. How do how do you try to help these kids? And and how do you think when you saw Raheem kind of change in that aspect? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that really kind of hits home with me with my older son because Trey was the same. You guys were always kind of the same height, size, you know, skill, you know, level of ability and stuff as well, too. So it's difficult um, because you see the skill set, but then you see that, especially within the high school ranks, you see that a lot of coaches don't necessarily look towards um, those players of that caliber, you know, or they overlook them more so than anything um, when there's still a lot of ability to give, you know, uh, whether it's IQ, whether it's, you know, the tenacity, whether it's the leadership, you know, shooting, all those things, you know, are components, but they tend to get overlooked a lot of times for length. And you understand because the game is, you know, kind of um, uh, growing and it's, you know, it's expanding to where high school coaches only have so much time. And, and, and that's another point. It's another fair point as well, too. You know, uh, I tell kids all the time that, you know, it's not your high school coach's job uh, to get you recruited or to get you to the point. It's your job to do that. It's his job to see it and then utilize it, you know, because they really don't have that much time. So <laughs> that's you know. a gym right there. If, yeah, if you ain't I taking mean, that yeah. nugget, I'm that's sorry about you. That's a fact. <laughs> so you remember you're, you're going through Benson. How was that talk with fans? I think that would probably be one of the most impactful, Mm. hardest things. And and that's what I love about this is my goal is to uh, get people to understand that the hard times happen. No matter how high high of a point you can feel, this conversation right here, I could already tell went just as as bad as it could go if you said, all right, I can't talk with Coach Hepburn. I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it hits. If I'm being honest, there wasn't really a conversation. It was like a mutual, like, it was just like, we both seen it. It was just I like, gotcha. it's not working for me. It's not working for you. I just don't, and it, was, it wasn't really like a conversation that was had. It was just like, it just slowly just faded and, mm. and things like that. And then it was kind of sad because it was just like, man, like a year ago, like me and you was really like, really close. And then it just like, just over through time and stuff like that. It was just like, you know, things just, it kind of just fizzled away. Do you think that the difference is from an assistant to taking that head coach makes it harder on him to be able to be that person that he needed to be could have and then coming into a program like i said no disrespect to benson but, but coming to a pro- and he it, and he was looking to people to where they're going to make an immediate impact yes. Yes. Yeah. so he was kind of and he just didn't feel that i was that player he was like I have other players. There was good players on that team. Keyshawn Henderson, you know, yeah. Jalen Palmer. They, there were good. There were good players on that team, and he was just kind of just like, well, I just need somebody to make that immediate impact. And they I already went you. to this, and I kind of transferred in there. I was kind of just trying to work my way in there. He was like, man, 
I need to make an impact, and he just didn't see me one of those players. But it's it's no no, no hate. It, it's, no, it's just, just the, the name of the game yeah, and the sure. name of the business. For sure. After Benson, what's the next stop? Man, so after after I found that out, that was kind of like around like set like late September. I was kind of like, man, I need to I need to find somewhere. I need to I need I need somewhere new. I was like, man, I really want to just get out get out of Omaha, like the Omaha area. I want to I want to see what's out here. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my cousin's my cousin's uh, girlfriend. He was she was kind of like she was like, well, have you ever you ever thought about Bellevue? I was like. Bellevue, <laughs> like my, my 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 cousins, my cousins went to uh, Bellevue West. My cousin Nico Keeley, shout out to uh, y'all. Yeah, yeah they they Felicis. Oh yeah, that's another connection. First cousins, yeah. So I was they they were at they were at Bellevue, but Bellevue never crossed my mind. I'm thinking like, what is Bell? Like nobody goes to Bellevue, and then so that happened, and I was just like, well, Bellevue West. I'm like, man, they. This is my this is my sophomore year. I'm like, man, they stacked. They just had okay. They got Chucky coming in. You know, he started varsity. You know what I'm saying? He he got this. He got the city. You know what I'm saying? After his year at Buffett, he had the city. You know what I'm saying? He had the city hype. So I'm just like, all right, okay. Uh, my cousin Nico's there. Okay. I'm like, man, their their team is their team is stacked. Dang jaw. I'm like, they got some. Man, I don't know. They, they're they're a state contender. So I'm like, they're a state contender this year. So I'm like, you know what? And they was like, what about Bellevue East? And I was like, Bellevue East. I I. That like no disrespect to them either. I never heard of that school. I was kind of like I heard of it, but it was never like I never know. No, it, I yeah, it, it was kind of like a. That's oh. that's why I keep doing what I do. I mean, we were at the Bellevue East mm-hmm. versus Northwest. You know what their records were? Nothing. It, 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 they hadn't had a win yet, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. The yeah. athletes don't always speak for the record. Yeah, and they don't speak yeah, for who true. they are. That's true. Because there's like I said, there's hoopers everywhere. So you could go to any game and you can find somebody like, wait, that's a that's a diamond in a rough right there. Mm-hmm. He's just not in the right position or he doesn't have the right people behind around, him yes. or around him to promote him to where he needs to go. That's so right. I get to I, I'm like, okay, let me see what's up with Bellevue. So I hit up uh Coach Mustard at the time, hit him up and I was like, Yeah, I wanna, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's how is it out there? I went on like a shadow there and you know, I liked it. I was like, I was like, but what really got me from Bellevue was the food. <laughs> it was a food. I come it's not from, the same from I come, OPS. I come from Omaha Public School. It's not the right, same. Right. I'm I'm used to the flat, nasty cheese pizza. <laughs> I came to Bellevue East. You're getting French fries, shakes. They got they got a cookie, an ice cream machine. <laughs> they walking tacos. Yeah. They talking about people be catering to the school. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Vending machines right. where they don't take my dollar. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is he ain't like sitting there shaking it. The I'm like, this is good. This he ain't is good sitting living. there shaking the machine. Give me my quarters. <laughs> oh man, I'm like, man, this this is good. And I'm like, okay. And the coach is like, yeah, you know, if we can get you a home, like if we can get you a home address, we can uh we can get you here. We can, you know, what I'm saying, and then you wouldn't have to probably wait to play. So I'm like, oh, let's do it. So I get out there. I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, he was like, but I want to see like what you, you know, what you made up. I want you to start off with like, and so I got there right before the season started. And then if you know anything about uh, Bellevue East, you got practice at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. 5 a.m. is not for the weary. Ooh. Talking from someone here that's been up since two, but go ahead. Hey, right. I'm telling you, it's, it's not for the week. So those 5 a.m. practices really tested my mental and my love for the game. Mm. And then throughout this time, which I didn't mention, I was still going to basketball camps because even though I wasn't playing varsity, I was like, man, there has to be some way that I can still maintain some type of relevance to where schools can still see me. So I was going to like camps here and there. I was going to courtside film camps, MHHTV camps, and playing on AAU teams and stuff like that just so that I could like, people could still be like, oh, okay. Where'd you get those connects from? I got parents asking me. And and don't get me wrong, I built up my repertoire as it continues to build, but... Where did you find it at that time? Because obviously you're trying to find your high school, let alone uh, camps and programs that you can oh still participate. Goodness. Honestly, it was just like a lot of research. So like my mom didn't really know a lot about basketball. She was kind of just like, she was just really like the supportive, like, you know what? You want to do this? Just tell me what I can do, how I can help, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like, I, I was like up all night, like just doing, where is this camp at? Oh, where is this place at working? Oh, this player finna be there. Oh, if I can match up against them, I can get some film against them. That's going to make me look good and stuff like that. So it was just really, it took a lot of time. And I feel like now it's just like, it's so much 
I don't want to say easier, but it's like really now there's so many camps, so many yeah. places you can go to. So there's so many outlets and so many avenues. Like in Omaha, when did we get our first AAU team on the circuit? Was it OSA? And that was like um, that was OSA. That was the first circuit yeah. team that we ever had in Nebraska. And that That's was right. like freshman year. That was like right after my freshman year. So it was like, mm-hmm. and now almost every single team's on the circuit or has a circuit team or something. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot. So, but coming up, it was kind of like, man, you got to find Joe Niche because players weren't really like playing for Omaha. Like a lot of players, once they got to high school, they were going to Kansas City playing for Mocan. Mm-hmm. They were going to Iowa to play for the Barnstormers. They were going to Colorado. They were going to Kent. They were going to other places to play AAU. So I was just like, man, I need to find something. And then, you know, after time I was sending emails, sending film out, and then I got a connection in Chicago because that's where my mom is from originally. And then I found uh, Team Rose out there. And then that really helped me. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Coach Hepburn, of course, we we talked about it prior to this. Um, but also talk about your AAU connection at that time and how you are where you are with it today. Absolutely. So, And also seeing him at the D-Rose where you're like, is that he right there? <laughs> yeah, I won't forget that. That was that was. We were in Chicago, matter of fact, for that uh, summer jam tournament yeah. where we saw you at. But at the time, you know, we're just trying to you know put together teams. And for for me, it's always been about family type of mindset, atmosphere, and it's been about development. You know, we want to we want to uh, to to grow the type of athlete that we want to portray and put out, you know, and, and it was difficult at the time because now that um, the exposure opportunities were there now programs like ours were just, you know, for the, for the pickings, you know, for them to come through, Hey, we have this opportunity to play at Adidas. And so we lost a ton of players, you know, uh, to those programs. Um, Some stayed um, obviously. And, and I gave my boys both, you know, the option, to, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to go play? I mean, because your exposure opportunities is there. So, you know, they decided they wanted to stay in and, you know, continue on the track that we were on. And we kept doing that. We kept pushing through it. And we were able to get almost all of our athletes, you know, those um, scholarship opportunities. So where we're at now, um, uh, I'm really kind of excited because we have the opportunity to have the same level of exposure, you know, and, and, and the, the same developmental process that we have, you know, that builds the type of players or helps players become the type of players that other programs want to come, you know, and get to uh, represent their program. So, you know, we're in a really good position with that. Uh, Got a ton of stuff coming up, um, looking at having three teams at each grade level. So 15 teams, you know, that we'll have um, opportunity to, Um, but to kind of circle back, uh, we're at the summer jam and, um, we actually, I think we had just played, um, it was a Chicago team, I can't remember, but um, hard battle, we lost. And we walked by and uh, Trey was like, hey, there's Raheem. And look, I was like, what's he, hold on, I don't think that, and I saw the uniform, I said, how did this man <laughs> get on this team? Are like, you still like five, 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 six at I this was, time? I was like, I was a little bit of a spurt. I, I, I had a little bit of spurt. Yeah. I was around I gotcha. like around that time I had like hit like at least like five ten. That's why. Yeah. But, okay. I, was, That's but right. I was still like really wasn't too athletic, but I was like, but I started to finally get a little bit of size. Yeah. So what was the Chicago experience? I mean, oh, man. you talk about a D Rose, and, oh, and I mean that's that's a limelight name right there. You're Absolutely. not talking about yeah. You know, just someone chopping it up and trying to make that money. Uh, man, so playing on that team was just like, I really feel like that's where a lot of my mental toughness came from. Like mm-hmm. after that, because like I was mentally tough before, but like being in Chicago took that a whole nother level. Like that whole summer of me being there in 2018 was just like, because I stayed there. I was there like for the whole summer. And then that was just like being there, going to practice, being around those guys. It was just like, man, like where they come from, like Omaha is tough for sure. Coming from North Omaha, Nebraska. But Chicago's a whole different monster. Man. And then really them, like, being around them, seeing their area, seeing where they come from, and just, like, battling with them every day, it was kind of just like, man, like, this, they're, they're, like, they're playing with their life depends on basketball. I was yes. just going to so, say, yes, I was just going to yes. say, you think it's rough here? You think it's rough where you're at? Man, come on. Go open your eyes. Facts. Go yeah. open your eyes. Go down Gary, Indiana, and tell me what Facts. their goals are. Facts. Their goal, that grind is infectious. That's, that's you, what I'm saying. And you can't buy it. Right. You can't oh. buy that grind. So you learn all that there. What's your next step as a junior? Where do you go? So my next step, I was like this. So I really wasn't. I was, my mom moved, and she moved into Central's district. And then I was like, man, Central. 
Central, Another Central, powerhouse, Central. a lot of upcoming kids and that I'm you already know. This, and I'm like, mm, Central, though. Trelly just came off an amazing year. Yeah. Max just, Max came off a great year. Mm-hmm. John is about to be a senior. Great freshman class coming in. Got PJ Davis, yes. Jaden Dawson. Oh, yes. man. I'm willing to take that chance. Let's do it. I go, I go there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Central... If I could do it all over again, if I could just go back and just start off from all over again, I would have went to Central for all four years. I absolutely love Central. But if I could go all the way, all the way from the beginning, beginning, he would have been my coach from day one. I'd have made sure. I'd have made sure. I'd have made sure. I'd have made sure. I'd have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finna play with All Stars. I'm finna play with Ice. I'm finna play with NHE. Yeah, for sure. And you would have so, been welcome. Yeah. So. <laughs> so after that, I was like, I'm willing to take that chance. I started playing preseason with them. I was playing. I was playing good in the preseason. Yeah. I was getting minutes, and then that. and we played. We played South, and we played Bellevue East. Both schools that I went to, and man, we played Bellevue East. Oh my goodness! We, oh we my won't need goodness. to get into that detail. <laughs> oh my if you know, you know. It, it was you know. if you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, as the season went on and stuff like that, um, me and Barron just wasn't seeing eye to eye. Like me and him just weren't. We just weren't just seeing eye to eye. And then. Uh, my family ended up having a trip and I really wasn't like feeling the best either. So I missed trials. And then, you know, me being a young kid, yeah. I'm thinking after I miss trials, you know what? Oh, it'll I be okay. Do, he I, need me. You know what? I he can come back. I, I can come back. I can do this and stuff like that. I can come back and, you know, make, make a, nah. You try the longest yard. Of. Yeah, he yeah, needs you. Yeah. He so, needs you. So it's kind of like one of those things. He was kind of like, a, nah, you're going to have to come back next year. And then like me right there, I was kind of defeated in that, in that aspect. I'm like, man, and then having to go to all them games and watch them play. And I was always supportive, never hated on anybody. You know, I want to see everybody win. It was just at being at those games and seeing the players just like, man, I played against y'all. I know I could be out on the floor. I know I could be, you know what I'm saying, bringing up, bringing a whole different level type to the game. I know, I know what I can do. I believe in my ability. I know I could be out there right now. And then, you know, the city start talking and, you know, uh, you know, haters gonna hate, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Raheem, he only go to camps. He can only do this. He can only do that. He can't play high school basketball. He not good as so-and-so. He not good as this person, this person, that person. You know, just saying stuff like that. Just trying to, you know, defeat my spirit and stuff like that. But it was kind of like, no, one thing I can say is nobody can be harder on me than I am on myself. Mm. So nobody can really tear me down because what you, whatever you probably done thought or anything, trust me, it's already been through my mind and I already thought about myself, but I don't believe it because I know that those are lies because I know that the work that I put in. That's real. So... Hepburn, you see kids go through these decisions all the time. Mistakes that they can't live back on, can't re-repair. Right. Like missing a trial, not on purpose, out of control. Mm-hmm. How can you reel that back in and, and let them know? And how can you get that message to parents to understand? Like, if you want your kid to succeed in that, family vacations have to wait. Now, if it's a death or something, that that can't wait. You know, those emergencies, you can't wait. How, how can you get this message to parents to understand the support to their kid? And it isn't nothing against any parent. For sure. It's just what the situation yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. It's So the big thing for to hit both of those is communication, right? Sure. Communication. It sounds like you had a layer of communication at the time, um, but communication ahead of time, um, you know, from a parenting standpoint, um, Hey, you know, this is what we want to do. This is the time frame we want to do it. Okay, so I won't be able to go to that. Um, who can I stay with, or who can I this, or who can I that? You know what I mean? And and then with um, you know a, a a teenage mindset and and mentality, you know, there needs to be more guidance. You know, and if the ultimate, so I say, you know, this type of stuff all the time. If I had not been in my son's life, you know, and understood and been able to give them the toolage that they need. I think, you know, uh, athletically, I think, you know, in a lot of respects that they would still, you know, have had success, but the tutelage is key, you know what I mean? And, and steering stuff, like I told them, wherever you go to college, that's where you go, but you're going to go to high school where I tell you to, because there are things that you don't understand about environment, about, Mm -hmm. you know, coaching, cultures, Mm -hmm. culture, all type of things that you don't understand that um, I do, and I'm gonna help you navigate to get to the point to where you're ready to take the baton and run with it. You know, and, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of our uh, young athletes don't have that type of tutelage, mm-hmm. you know, and so just kind of 
going through and making some of those mistakes kind of like I did, you know, yeah. because I didn't necessarily have that tutelage either. And so that's what makes me the type of parent, the type of um, uh, coach, uh, because I did that because I had those deficits. Exactly. You know and, I mean? and I like because he 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 made it at a point that mom's willing to do anything. Mm -hmm. But yep. she also is just like other moms. Exactly. They never lived it. They don't that's know. That's right. So if you're a student athlete and you're watching this, you got to communicate months in advance with parents yes, about sports. You sure. can't, you already know in the summer, you're going to have practice every day. If I miss a week, just know this could cost me. And I got to make whether this is the decision you want me to make or I make. So we get through that, that junior year, no play, no love. What What's the next thought of yeah, central? Man. So after junior year, you know, seeing that, I was like, man, I got to I gotta play AAU. I just got to do stuff. So I was all over the place just trying to just find an AAU team and stuff like that. I was playing AAU for just like a couple teams here and there, just going a couple tournaments around here, played at the CHI Health Tournament with uh, – who was I playing with? Hold on. I was playing with JCC. I was playing with them. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was playing with them, and I was playing with a couple other teams. I was just really just trying to do whatever. And then I went to a couple camps over the summer, and then that's when a growth spur hit that I like, you know, I got over six foot really. And then I started dunking like more consistently. Then I was like, okay, this is going to be a year. So my senior year, I'm like, this is going to be a year. This is going to be a good year. So senior year go, you know, I'm, I'm playing preseason, but I, some just don't feel right. Cause like, it's just like, and you're still at central. Yeah. I'm still at central. So it's <laughs> like, some just not right. Some just not right. And it's just like, when I was like, like I was more like I started to grow up more. So I was asking Bears, I'm like, hey, like, what can I do with this and this? And he was kind of giving me short answers. He wasn't really like trying to talk to me. And I was like asking him, oh, I would have to ask him when the workouts were. And but like other players were getting texts, like they were in a whole other group chat and all types. It was just like a lot of like a lot of like like kind of shady stuff going on. And I was just kind of like, coach, what can I do? And then like I remember one preseason game, he was like, he was like, you can come if you want to. And I was kind of like, come on, man, like. I'm, no, I'm, try, I'm trying to put it. I'm trying to show you that I'm I'm trying to really change and be committed this year. And then, uh, so before tryouts, before tryouts start, all that happened, and I'm still like before tryouts happen and stuff like that. Uh, you have to get like a slip so you can try out. You have to have like a mm -hmm. slip. You have to have everything. So I have my slip. I went to go turn in at tryouts, and he basically uh said something to me about because he was my administrator too. So yeah, I got speech. you. So he basically told me that it was like. Um, you can't try out. And I was just like, why? And he was like, um, he said, because he said I had a grade or something from the previous semester before, but I knew another player on that team who had the same grade in that class before that semester, but he was on the court trying out. Mm -hmm. So we exchanged some words and I basically left as an immature mindset. I like that you just said that because I was about to turn it and just go, when you look at it now, and you look at that factor of a grade level mm -hmm. that wasn't where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Was there anybody telling you what that rule was or were they and you were just ignoring it? Honestly, I really didn't, but I did. It was kind of like one of those things where like it would be mentioned here and there, but it was kind of like, you know, like I'm going to get it made up or I'm going to finish it or I'm going I'm to do it. Like I said, immature teenage mindset yeah. and things like that. And then, comparing myself to others like they already played on the team i was like well i got the same grade in this class and i'm like oh if you can do it i can do it you know what i'm saying type thing and it's like it's not that's why i said where the politics come in i'm not you i can't i can't expect to do what you do you already played yeah. i'm trying to get there yeah you know what i'm saying like that's what i can't i can't i don't have that i don't have that leverage i don't have that type of i don't have that so i can't i can't do what you do and i and i failed to realize that at the time and that kind of messed me up and set me back so yeah, just looking back on it and then we're having to watch a whole nother season. Mm. That's what really, like, if I'm being honest, like all Hoopers out there, that's what really, really killed me. I had to watch two seasons straight, no basketball, no play. And I had to watch players out there I grew up with on their senior years, on their senior night, mm. hitting their 1,000 points. Like mm. I said, no hate, but it was just seeing it. I'm just like, man, I envisioned that for myself. Yeah. Like when I was in the YMCA working, like I was doing all those things. Like I envisioned that, and it was just tough. It was just like seeing that. It was just like, man, like. But you know what? It just—I don't know what happened, but it just—it just did something to me, and it just said, God had different plans. It was like it wasn't over yet. It's not over yet. That's where—that's the thing that I want to see if you can 
pinpoint where that happened because like I always feel like for any of them, it doesn't have to end just because you didn't play at high school. And that's that's why your story is so important is because people get lost in that sauce, mm-hmm. man. And, and I mean, Hepburn, you you see kids in and out of wanting, not wanting. Absolutely. But it's not based on skill. It's not based on ability. It's more based on the feelings that they get because of the experiences they have. Mm-hmm. How do you re, do you feel regener, rejuvenates that feeling in kids? And then what? And then we'll get back to you about what rejuvenated it for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So um, that pain that he spoke on it's either two things. It's either a, a anchor or it's fuel. And you get to make that decision on what you want and how you react and respond to it. And so that's the biggest thing. And, and, and for you at first probably started weighing you down. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, the thing is, is that you have to look and see beyond what, where your current pain is at beyond where your current situation is at and still see a path. And there absolutely is. And, you know, try to, to, to mentor kids and that all the time that, you know, if you want something, you never let another person's decision dictate whether you have it or not. And um, that's exactly what this, this young man has been about his entire life that I've known him and always continuing to, t- to try to push through it. So. Well, and, and we're going to get to his answer, but what's another thing that you, you told me about his self advertisement, his mm. self his self fine. Yes. Yes. What what did that mean to you? I mean, because you know, you got your son, you got two different episodes, right? Absolutely. They're their own, they're their own book. Mm-hmm. You got one that that the writing's there for Chucky, where it's always there. You got Trey who's continuously finding his route Absolutely. in and out basketball with music, with whatever. And you're just sitting there watching them, but you're not trying to interrupt it you know and make his writing different what is it like when self-advocating for themselves as a young athlete means absolutely well i mean that's 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 the 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 ammunition is you know your belief your confidence and if you can infuse those things into your spirit and it helps propel you to wherever it is that you want to be at right so that belief in yourself and not only just the belief in yourself because that belief in yourself, especially at a young age, and I know that you can speak on this, uh, the response that you get from your peers, right? Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, 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 a pulling down type of feeling, but you just have to shut it off and mm-hmm. continue to grow, right? So, you know, it's that whole, that whole uh, um, butterfly within the cocoon mindset that you have to go through clicker for you what was it what was that so i'm gonna say uh, this is when this happened when central made it to state this is soon as COVID hit COVID hit and central made it to state and they played soft their first game and i was watching everybody i grew up with play out there yeah. i was just i was just saying like man jay ty Jaden mcgarry you know those on both sides and then you had trelly max like all and you just and i just seen it and i was just like man I was just I'm I'm watching it because we had a watch party it was like Central had a whole watch party for it and I was just sitting there and then they lost they lost that game and then I was just like I'm not ready to be done yet this this ain't over yet because people was telling me oh what are you about to do what are you about to do like you ain't hooping no more like they just assumed I was done and then them just assuming that I was done like I gave up on myself really was just like wow y'all y'all think it's over. Nah. And then that's when I, I just pondered on it. I, like, I, I prayed on it and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to reclass and I'm going to go to a prep school. I'm going to find something. Or I'm going to go to Juco or something like that. And then that's when I just went on Twitter and I just started just sending emails, <laughs> posting. I was like, man, nothing is going to stop me. You know, people made jokes. People laughed. They thought it was just, they thought it was funny, but it was just like, heem no. Being heem. Yeah. I, <laughs> me being me. And I'm, and, and I, and I'll never apologize for it. Cause people always, you know what I'm saying? Right. They just always thought that like, man, that's just him being him. But it's like, at one point y'all might not like it or y'all might not. I didn't take the traditional, you know what I'm saying? Path, but you're going to respect it. You know what I'm saying? You, you have no choice but to, cause it's like, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. So, so going through that part, no basketball, two years, what's mom's feeling on the other side? Man, mom, especially was, with all the money she puts out on AAU. Man, mom was just like, that's why I love my mom so much. Uh, my mom was just like, I know your ability, I see it, 
and I believe in you. And she's always told me ever since this day one, she said, whatever you decide to do, I'm going to support you a thousand percent, no matter what. And I'm going to always be there for you. And she always told me that from day one. And her, and seeing her faith never waver, mm. and always seeing her believe, that's what I feel like attested to helping me never doubt really myself. Because right. it was like, she believed in me. She see it. And when you just see somebody that just consistently believes in you, and that's why I respect this man so much right here to my left, because he always put that forth in his children. He always believed in his kids. And he, like he said, he made sure that he made the right decisions for them so that they could be in the best position, so they could be catapulted in their future, so they could be successful. And my mom was the same way. She was like, you know what? Things didn't go as planned. We're not going to look at the past. We're not going to sit here. We're not going to. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to cry over spilled milk. We're going to continue to push forward. And then she said, I'm right here with you. You want to go to a prep school? You want to go JUCO? I'm right here. I got you. Mm. Let's do it. And I was just like, all right, let's go. Next step, what'd you do? Went to prep school. Went to Wichita, Kansas. Man, oh. If y'all ever been to post-grad, been to prep school, I can speak for mine. It was 11 players living in a two, <laughs> three-bedroom three bedroom home. Bunk beds everywhere. Let, let's say this is a kid that's 18. Yep. Over six foot. Feed off the bunk bed. Feed off the bunk bed. <laughs> Live on, and, and the person you better not that, get that toe jam down what, on me, bro. Hey, the, the person that was living on the top bunk was a 6'8". <laughs> so, my, you know, he hanging off the bed. His hand just just hanging <laughs> off and stuff like that. It, it, it was, man, that was crazy. No upstairs, no downstairs. We was living in a garage for real. They just, it, it, it was bad. It was, it was, but it just helped though. It was, it was just, it, it was a confidence booster. Cause down there, I really honed in on my game and I really like was working and I was, and I honed in on my game. And then like the ultimate confidence booster from that year is we played another prep school. I had 54 points mm. and I was like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this for real. It's a stepping stone. Yeah. But each step is important. Exactly. You hit the, you hit the prep school. You show them that it's well worth it, but you had a sacrifice mm-hmm. in there. You said how small it was, but you obviously don't make your same connections. The people back home yeah. probably aren't in your phone so quick and easy. No. You're 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 surrounded by an atmosphere that's uncomfortable. For sure. What did that mentally do for you and, and how did you overcome it? Honestly, mentally, it was days where it was like hard. It was really tough. It was kind of just like, did I make the right decision? Did, am, am I doing what's right by, you know, my family, you know, wondering what people think about me while I'm here. Like, it was just like, man, am I, am I doing what's right? But just always having that constant reassurance. Like, like I said, for my mom, just like, don't worry about nobody else. You were in this position because you were here. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about your family. You know, just focus on God and just keep him at the forefront, at the center of your life. And everything is going to work itself out. Just continue to work hard. You're going to, you know, have the fruits of your labor. So just continue to work. Just continue to work. And like just talking to her, like I you, my me and my mom was on the phone every day. Like I was, I was like, mom, calling her about everything. Like, mom, I have a car down there. I, I was like, mom, I like third world problems, just like you know. Man. I want to go. And then I had a homeboy that was down there with me too. But then he ended up leaving. My shout out Steve Sledge. But I had, <laughs> I, had I had a homeboy that was down there with me though. And and he ended up leaving. He was like, Man, I can't do this prep school stuff. I don't, I don't he, he didn't like it. He left. And I was just down there. I'm like, man, my only friend from Omaha by myself. I'm like, man. How am I gonna do this? But then I just said having my mom just pushing me, and then I just like put it in my put it in my brain, and I was like, man, because right before I had that game, I was gonna come home. Right before I had, that's why I said that was that was nothing but God. Because right before that game, right before that game, I was like, man, I don't I don't think I'm gonna come back here after Christmas break because it was in Ooh. December. It was December 10th. I remember that day vividly. I was like, man, I'm thinking before the game, I'm like, man, if this game don't go, man, I'm going home. And then boom, it was just like, I gotta stick with it. 54 points, you show up, show out, get you back on track. Yeah. How do you make the connection to your next step? So I was posting this. So the school that I ended up going to wanted me to come there a year prior. But then I was like, you know what? I want to go to a prep school and I want to kind of see if I, I want to develop some more. I want to really develop some more. I grew a little bit, you know, I got a little stronger. And then the school was just like, they were consistent. And then I went on a visit there and it just, it felt really good. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit. I'm going, you know, I'm going to come here. <laughs> 
what's after what's next oh, how I, obviously from the outside looking in if you haven't seen i i share what i see of him we're seeing 20 20 bombs and stuff like that going so obviously it's all heading in the right direction yeah, so it took a turn right after that after uh my prep school we won the postgrad championship we won the, we won the championship everything was good I, I was coming in with momentum to my to my juco at riverland i was coming in with momentum my first year the coach had me up the up the chart i was probably going to be starting six man and things like that. Things were great. But then injury hit. I Ooh. was in practice and I went up to go block a shot and um, I came down and like the, you know, the side of your ankle right here, yeah. like the bone right here, it touched the floor, but my foot Ooh. was standing straight up. Okay. Ooh. And I tore, Ooh. I didn't break anything. So that's, that's a blessing, but I tore like eight ligaments to my foot. And I was in a boot for like a month, a month and a half. And uh, those are mental would, battles that yeah, people just yeah. don't understand. When yeah. you, and I tell people all the time, if there's one thing I'm so afraid of, anything to my legs, yeah, uh, anything. They're my money makers. They're they're what gets me up every day to yeah. go. I got to get this this moving. That's yeah. Right. What was the hardest thing during that time? So honestly, it was just like like the hardest thing was just like. What is it going to be like when I come back? Because if you've ever been to Juco, it's a next man up mentality. Because yes. it's like, eat or be eaten, kill or be killed. That's the mentality of it. And it's like, when you get injured, it's like, not saying the coaches forget about you, but it's kind of like that. Because like, man, we need to focus on who, 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 who's play. next. Who, who, yep. who can fill his spot? He's hurt. Oh, well, who's next? Type thing. So it was kind of like, man, what should I do? And I was just out and, and then watching them play. And stuff like that and then being out and then missing like games because of my injury and then they were like when i was clear to come back halfway through the season it was kind of like and they were the number one team in the country at the time number one team in juco undefeated record and i was kind of like is it important for me to come back right now and then i ended up red shirting so that was like mentally like a toll because i'm like man i just finally got into a groove i was playing good i was doing i i was really like I was like proud, like I'm like yeah, like let's go. I, my confidence was up, and it was just like, boom, everything just hit the floor. And like, the only thing that I can say that got me up was God. Like that, that's that's the only thing I can test to is Jesus. Like that's the only thing that helped me get back up. And then that next season, I had to change my whole new position because I had to go from being a shooting guard to running point, and I've never ran point in my life. He he know me from being a shooter. I was a shooter my whole life. I was a shooter my whole life. And then coming in to my second year at Riverland, he was like, I I, I need you. You know what I'm saying? He needed me to be at the point. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this out. And then first game had like six assists, five assists, seven assists, like doing good. But then like, it's hard being a point guard. I never understood because you not only not have to know what you're doing, you, you got to know, know what everybody's the supposed to be doing yes. the three, the four, and the five. You have to know everybody's <clears throat> position on the court, and you have to orchestrate to how they need to be, and not only know the plays, but you have to be able to improvise. Because sometimes plays get jammed. Mm. You yeah. have to be able to improvise on the fly. So I didn't know how hard it was to be a point guard until I was placed in that position, yeah. and then that forced me to really like lock in on my basketball IQ. Like I had. IQ before, but it was only IQ for me to oh score, 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 score. Like, a point guard IQ is not something you can purchase, yes, man. You right. you it's, have to study. You have to study the game, and, and you really gotta. I mean, Hepburn, you could talk real quick on this before we get out of here. I mean, you you've seen that growth of where you're a quarterback, and when one person's not out, I think sometimes it's hard to go against the grain and go no move your right, right over right there. Here. You're not where you're supposed yeah, to be. That's right. It's it's a battle. You know, and and it's a mental battle to go. Can I do it and be the? I wouldn't say the 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 dad of the group, but you got to be different. You have to mentality change. Yeah. That these are my people that I want in the right direction. That's right. That's right. Leadership is huge. Leadership, understanding information, you know, and then time. Those are probably the three biggest things that you need. And if you're working against any of those, like you're just kind of thrown into it and you're mm -hmm. learning on the fly, it's a difficult process to mm -hmm. go through because the handles that you thought that you had before, they're different now, right? The decision-making on when to shoot, you want to get your shot off, you know, now you have to look for other things. I, I, for me, I always tell my point guards this, that you better hope not that you don't run into a big man that is a jerk because the first time when I was a freshman at Bellevue University, I looked off my big man 
And he came up to me afterwards and he grabbed me by my two collars up here <laughs> and kind of lifted me onto my toes. He was about six, eight. <laughs> and he told me, he's like, next time I'm open, pass me the ball. And I said, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what I did? That's he what? got it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> fake one to make one. That's man. right. That's right. And, and I've just learned, you know, because I was the same way. I was always a three in high school and I learned how to play the point guard throughout. So I didn't know some of those dynamics of it, but I learned when to get mine off. I learned when to get other people off. You know what I mean? And that just that process. Uh, but again, it takes that time. It takes For that sure. development. For sure. So. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here on this because if someone didn't gain something from this story, you just ain't listening. Man. Where are you at now? What's the process and what's the next step? Yeah, so where I'm at right now, Central Christian College of the Bible, we just having a good season right now, playing good, you know, uh, individual accolades are doing really good. They uh, top score in the country. Like, it's, it's, it's going really good for me. And all I can say is that I'm truly blessed, honestly. And the next step, honestly, is just to play professional basketball, take it as far as that I can because – I know that God didn't bring me all through this for no reason. So I'm going to go as far as I can. And for any Hooper, you could be seven years old watching this, or you could be 17 years old watching this. Don't let nobody determine your future. If you working right now, if you in the gym and you know that you got the ability, don't matter what a coach say, a peer say, no matter what nobody says about you, Go out there and hoop. Do what you got to do. Remember why you're here. Remember your purpose. Always. I, I I don't even, I mean, that's almost like one of the official mic drops. Good thing these are like <laughs> worth money, so we're not going to drop it. But Raheem, I, I appreciate your story. The connections just blow my mind. Mm -hmm. And if someone doesn't get something from this Wired Access podcast, part of Her Dad Productions, I don't, I don't, you know, Kids need this help. Yes. Kids need to hear the word that you're going to be okay if you stick to what you know. Sure. And uh, I appreciate we're going to continue to share your story and, and your uh, what's going on. Um, but thanks again for stopping in. Yeah, thanks for having and me. And thank you guys for listening because these stories are priceless. You don't always have to be a big name to make a big image and a big reason on the other side. But we'll see you next time. A Heard at Sports Network production.